as we're recording this in July, 2022, there's a lot of chitter chatter about recession and economic climates and things shifting. And that's one thing I love about copy because all businesses need words to sell their offers. Like you can have the best offer in front of the perfect person for the offer, but if you don't know how to communicate how that offer is gonna help them, they won't buy. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you with me today, as always. And I've got a great episode for you today. One of my former students, is with me and absolutely one of my favorite people to collaborate with. I had the opportunity to meet Anna Powers when I spoke at James Wedmore's Mastermind. And I noticed her immediately. She literally lights up the room. Now, you won't get to see that because this is a podcast, but you'll be able to hear it in her voice. She is such a joy, so smart, and is really bringing some amazing nuggets to the table today. We have a great conversation about copywriting, and she said something in the show. She said, you know, people might not even think about this as a career or that they need a copywriter. And I told her, I said, literally, when I was growing my business, that was one of the first things I wanted to be able to afford. Because just like nuances in voice, I talk about the nuances in voice and how those nuances and that real version of your voice, all those little things we talk about here take you to the next level. The kind of copywriting Anna teaches does the same. And she's going to be talking about some statistics and how important copywriting is, especially as we potentially head into a recession. I know you're going to just enjoy hearing from her so much. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Anna Powers is a conversion copywriter and online business mentor who helps her clients get paid to write copy through her clickworthy copywriting certification. A formal civil litigator Anna now uses her background of analysis and strategy to support seven and eight figure business owners with their messaging and to train and certify copywriters so they can build thriving online businesses. Past clients' results include a $4.4 million launch, quadrupling email open rates, and doubling annual revenue. We're going to be dropping the links, all the links of where you can find Anna, as well as her upcoming three video training series. We're going to put all that in the show notes, but I can't wait for you to hear her. I can't wait for you to meet her. I'm so honored to have her on the show. Let's head on over and hear what she has to say. Anna, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Tracy, I am so excited to be here. I've been looking forward to this all week. 
Oh my goodness. Well, I'm just delighted and honored that that you were able to come. I know we're going to have a great conversation. Yes. So I always start, Anna, with tell us what you do and, and how you do it. And we can definitely start there, but I also want to touch on what you did. Yeah. <laughs> because I think that's a really key part of why you do what you do now. Ooh, so I'm ex- start, I'm start really excited. <laughs> yeah. So start, you know, if you want to start with what you were doing and how you were doing it when you got this new idea, which is what we're really going to spend some time on yeah. because Anna's brilliant. She's a brilliant copywriter. We're going to be talking about copywriting and I know you might think, well, I'm a professional or I work for a company. No, 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 no. You have to listen to every word of this because I know y'all are used to hearing me the voice, the voice, the voice, the voice, but your words are your message. Okay, Anna, here we go. Tell us about it. Well, it's a perfect blend because you help people with, like I help people with the literal word they say, and then you help them. I mean, this is how all the work that we've done together, it's like helping me to really put my real self into the words Mm. instead of the performing, which is what I leaned to when... I met you, you know, with a yeah. background in like musical theater and drama and, and all that, you know, just being used to that kind of like performance versus like who, you know, who is Anna and and how do I really communicate? So I am a conversion copywriter, which means that I help people write words that sell. And all businesses need copy, all businesses use copy. If you're in corporate, when you're advocating for yourself for promotion or you know for increased responsibility, um, you're using copy. You're using your words to basically make the argument that you should get what you want. So I help primarily people in the online space who have personal brand style businesses. Most of my done for you copywriting clients are in the seven to eight figure range. But for the last year and a few months, I also started training and certifying other people to become conversion copywriters. And that has been like the joy of my existence because I am a teacher at heart. I come from a family of teachers. My grandmother literally has a sidewalk square named after her from the university where she taught for 48 plus years. She taught there so long that her first subject that she taught was secretarial science. In shorthand. Oh wow! Do they even teach that anymore? I, I guess know. maybe, but In shorthand. Wow. I'm not sure. I wish I'd learned that. Oh, it was great. And my mom used to write me little notes. Like I still know how to, how to do "I love you" in shorthand. Really? My mom would always write me "I love you" in shorthand. But in any case, so I train and certify conversion copywriters. I help people get that skill, which is so in demand in business, and you know, as we're recording this in July, 2022, right? So there's a lot of chitter chatter about recession and economic climates and things shifting. And that's one thing I love about copy because all businesses need words to sell their offers. Like you can have the best offer in front of the perfect person for the offer. But if you don't know how to communicate how that offer is going to help them, they won't buy. Alternatively, you can have like, quite a strange offer. I'm thinking of the Chia Pet 
<laughs> right? Like you can have quite a strange offer in front of like a whole group of random people. And if the messaging is good, you know, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> we want to watch yeah. that Chia Pet grow. I mean, there's so many brands that have been created just by messaging. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do now. What I used to do was uh, I was a civil litigator, civil litigation attorney for eight and a half years. And around about year five in that career, I mean, I knew about, I knew within the first year of practicing law that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I had Mm -hmm. wanted to be a lawyer from the time I was seven or eight years old and saw Claire Huxtable on the Cosby show. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You know, she was a lawyer and she had like, she just seemed like she had such a great life. She had a great personality. She didn't seem like she had to work too hard. I mean, you know, as a little kid, you don't realize like that's TV. <laughs> right. Right. Sometimes as adults, we don't realize that's it's not real life. I said, oh, she seems like she has a great life. Let me just be a lawyer. Um, but I do love words and I love logic. Um, and so mm-hmm. there were a pieces of being a lawyer that really did suit me. Um, but I love people as well. And what I didn't realize about law is that especially as like a baby lawyer, you know, your first one to three years, you don't get to have a lot of contact with the clients. Hmm. Because I am such a good writer, they really viewed me as a researcher slash writer, which meant that I would sit in my office by myself, reading case law, putting together briefs for 11, 12 hours a day. And most Saturdays and almost every Sunday. And I just felt my soul. Yeah. Just disintegrating. And then as I got into it, you know, I did, I did find the second firm that I worked with was a much better fit for me than the first. They gave you more autonomy. They just, um, just, they treated you better. (laughs) I think is how I would Mm -hmm. say it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I enjoyed the work that I did there, but what I still struggled with was as an attorney, in, unless you're a partner, and even to some extent, once you're a partner or shareholder, you don't have a ton of autonomy over what you work on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I would just get handed these cases. Okay, this is your client. And it's your job to vigorously defend them. And Sometimes I was like, I don't really want to defend this person, (laughs) but it's my job. And I have an ethical obligation to do my job to to the best of my ability. Um, So that was a bit of a struggle at times. And another thing was that was a struggle was that I felt like I had to tamp down my creativity. I had to really stifle my own voice because you have to go at it in this kind of formulaic way. I'll give you an example, not about the words, but just about even just the decorum of, you know, being in this career as an attorney. I'm in Mississippi. Okay. So every court has its own rules for the courtroom. A colleague of mine had, I mean, this dress must've cost $3,500, like a leather Ralph Lauren shift dress, you know, but it was Mm -hmm. sleeveless, but I mean, very tasteful, high-end, classy dress. Mm -hmm. She goes to court to make her argument for her client and the judge kicks her out because her arms were not covered. Wow. She said, I'm sorry, we're going to have to reschedule this hearing. If you would have checked rule X, Y, Z. Oh my God. see that bare arms are not allowed in my courtroom. <laughs> and I remember my friend coming back to the office, like, you will never believe what happens. Like judge so-and-so made me leave her court. Like I have to reschedule this hearing. And, you know, I just thought, 
this is, this is silly. Like we Mm -hmm. are adults. Like, (laughs) like, I want to be in a career where, you know, someone's not critiquing my wardrobe, you know, and (laughs) I just thought there's a better way. There has got to be a better way. Well, that's like full on law. You got a sleeve law. You're all serious about the law. (laughs) Well, you know, I I coached, I've coached so many lawyers and even state Supreme Court justices. And Mm -hmm. I would think that just even the caseload and the pressure that they're, that, I mean, that is their big, you know, how do you want me to slow down and pause? If you, you know how many cases I've got to get, you know, and, and even with entrepreneurs like yourself that were lawyers, they would, and now I don't know if this was the case with you, but a number of them said to me, you're still hustling clients. You're still hustling for clients. You're still, you're responsible for, now this may not have been the case with you, but there's a couple of them that said, I had to come up with this much business. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. So um, it took a long time for me to break out of that dollars per hour mentality when Mm, I moved away mm -hmm. from law. Because mm-hmm. as a litigator at a big firm, you know, big Southeastern firm, hundreds of lawyers in multiple offices, you bill in six minute increments, which is oh all for soul deadening. And oh, I'm an ethical yeah. person. So like, I, I, I have a feeling that a lot of people do not actually, you know, they're kind of saying I was here for seven and a half hours. I'm going to allocate this time over my clients. But technically that's against the rules of professional responsibility. And I, you know, if I <sighs> say that I'm going to follow a code, like I'm going to follow the code. So like Tracy, I would stop my clock to go to the bathroom. Oh, you know? wow. I'd be like, darn it. I have to pee. <laughs> there goes point one on my record. And, you know, heaven forbid you have a dentist appointment. That means you're staying until nine instead of you know, 730 to make up the hours. In fact, I did the math on it to meet my minimum billable requirement. Basically, I could have taken every national holiday off, which is about 10 days if you add up all the national holidays. And then I needed to bill 7.5 hours every other workday in the entire year. So if I wanted to take 10 national holidays and weekends off, I needed to average 7.5 hours. Now, what your lawyer listeners know already, but some of the other people who aren't in that field may not know is that to bill seven and a half hours, not everything you do is billable. For example, keeping my time sheets would take me 45 minutes a day because every six minutes has to be accounted for with mm. two specific codes because it wasn't enough to just write down what you're doing in six minutes. You also have to code, is this discovery? And if it's discovery, is it interrogatory? Is this the request for admissions oh or is request for production? Yes. <laughs> So it's like, it's like 45 minutes a day, just account for your time. And then there are other things like, oh, I had a big client that, you know, things got a little tighter for them. So they originally, when I worked with them, they paid for all travel. So I might have a hearing in Oxford, Mississippi, which is a two and a quarter, two and a half hour drive, depending on your speed. And so at first that's, that's covered. Well, I'm working. I mean, you know, there's no reason for me to drive there other than I have to be here in court. Okay. So then things got a little tight. So they're like, we'll pay for one direction of travel. I'm like, so there's two and a quarter hours that I'm working, but I'm not allowed to go for it. Then they got to where they wouldn't pay for any travel. So of course, you know, I was not a a partner. So partners aren't going to go do those hearings because they're not going to like not get credit for their time. (laughs) Right. So, So then, you know, you're, you're out five hours, but you're still required to meet those hours. 
So that Mm. meant a whole Saturday at the office. And I just thought, this is not a life. Like I never Mm -hmm. made a hundred thousand dollars in a year as an attorney. And Mm. I worked my tail off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So things had to change. Sure. And so there was a couple of things that you said that I want to circle back to. I've made some notes, but was it that love of words that, I mean, how did you get the idea to become a copywriter? I, 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 that's fascinating. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. Okay. So I have always loved words to the extent that when I was a little girl, I, I read so many books that my mom was afraid that I would become like an outcast nerd that everybody bullied and made fun of. So she started paying me a dollar per mile that I would run around the neighborhood just to get me outside. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then I liked to read like the latest books, like the babysitters clubs, super Mm -hmm. special that they didn't Mm -hmm. have in the library. And we didn't have a ton of money growing up. So mostly if I wanted to read books for fun, like we needed to go to the library and check them out. But I wanted those babysitters club books. So it worked because my mom would pay me the dollar to run. And then I would use all the money. Oh my gosh. To buy books. (laughs) Yeah. Funny story. When I was, I don't, I don't know if I was nine or 10. I mean, I was little, there was a babysitters club, super special that was coming out and it cost $8 and 50 cents plus tax. So I was like, oh my gosh, I need like $10, which, you know, <laughs> 10 miles, but I had the whole day free. And I knew it was raining, Tracy. I had this little uh, pink and black plaid raincoat. I remember putting it on and our block was a half a mile. So I, I didn't do it all in once. That would have been way too much for, you know, a little kid, but I would go run a mile and then I'd come in drink a Snapple, go back yeah. out. <laughs> run oh another my, my dad got home from work. I was like, let's go to the mall. We're buying the babysitter's club book. And he's like, you don't have $10. And my mom was like, she does. <laughs> ran all day. So I have always loved words. I was yeah. an English major in high school mm. uh, or in, I was an English major in college. I loved English, took AP English in high school, did a lot of like writing competitions and things like that. Oh. Um, English and French double major actually in undergrad. And then in law school, a lot of what you do is writing. You know, sure. a lot of what you do is writing. You're reading like hundreds of pages a week just in of case law. So I had that background, but really I found copywriting in a quite a circuitous manner. So when I got about five years into my law practice, I knew like I got to do something different. Like I even mm-hmm. contemplated you know, could I just sell my house, quit, like go work at the, you know, in a clothing store Mm. on commission. I like talking to people, you know, I I feel like that would just be a happier life. You know, even if I made less money, I think I would just maybe be happier. So that's kind of where I was at. And I, I used to faithfully listen to Dave Ramsey's like a three hour radio show, which is hilarious Mm -hmm. because I had like a thousand dollars a month to my name. (laughs) (laughs) but I was when I was a student you know I was like I'm making the most of this so I listened to him and this guy Dan Miller was one of his friends and he brought Dan on the show Dan is in his 70s now but Mm -hmm. I adore him and his whole business was 48 days to the work you love when I heard him on Dave's radio show I thought that is a crock of you know what there is no way that you can find work you love in 48 days. You know, I'm slaving away. 
at law school, trying to like keep up with all this work for three years, you know, to hope to get someday a six-figure job. I don't buy it. So I saw his book in the Square Books in Oxford, my favorite bookstore in, on planet. Um, and, and I was like, I'm buying this book to disprove it with my lawyer brain. <laughs> what a crock of, you know, this is. And I started reading the book, Tracy, and it was just filled with story after story of regular people who just got kind of introspective and thought about what do I really enjoy? And is there any way that I could turn this into something that people would pay for? And I just read story after story of people who found these little weird random niches selling stuff and quickly making six figures. So I was like, okay, Hmm. there's actually like, I can a bit defeat. (laughs) This is not a crock. Like this is real. And I just filed it away in my brain. So that was why I was in law school. I I read the book. I got five years into my practice. I was like, I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. And I remembered that book. So I looked up Dan's website and I saw that you could hire coaches through him who were certified. Like you could hire a coach to help Mm. you. So I applied and I got placed with one of his coaches and I started working with her. And because I have a history of overcoming both anorexia and binge eating, when she heard my story, she said, why don't you be a health coach? Why don't you help people like overcome, you know, the body image struggles that you did? And I thought something in my spirit was like, eh. <laughs> I don't mm. know if this is it. But I also thought, you know, I'm paying her thousands of dollars to help me. By the way, like I didn't have a lot of extra money. I mean, I had a thousand dollars in my baby emergency fund per day for MC, mm-hmm. and her deposit was 997. Yeah. So just to hire her was like a huge, in fact, I had to ask her, her payment plan was like a thousand a month. And I only had 500 a month that I could like spare. Mm-hmm. And I asked her if we could extend and double, you know, if I could mm. just like pay her for double the amount of time and start working with her, you know, three months down the road when I had kind of caught up to what she wanted her payments to be. And she let me do that. So it was a huge leap for me to do that. And I kind of thought health coaching but I also thought I'm paying her a lot of money. She makes more money than I do. She knows more than me. So I got a health coaching certification. I started building this health coaching business. I put almost $50,000. Like Dave Ramsey went out the window. I was like, (laughs) at some point I was like, load up the credit cards because, you know, what, if you have ever started a business, I mean, you have to invest. Oh, it's massive. Yeah. And even with an online business, you know, there's all these like, Oof, like so much. Hey, there's people who annoy me <laughs> who act like you can just come online, spend no money, and just have uh, rolling in cash. It's unrealistic. They're lying right. to you mm-hmm. and they're just trying to take you. They're just trying to take you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my opinion on that. So, you know, but I was committed. I was committed. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to look at this credit that I have. I worked so hard to get completely out of debt, you know, with all the Dave Ramsey stuff, but I've I've committed to building this business. Even if it means I got to put some back on cart, like I'm going for it. I got a year and 10 months into the business and I had brought in just over $2,000 with my Mm. health coaching. And I I had invested, AKA spent almost 50 grand, like (sighs) 48,000 and something. I've done the exact numbers. 
And so at that point, I was like, okay, now I feel stupid. And I was really questioning, should I just hang up this idea and accept that, you know, I'm very blessed to have a prestigious job as an attorney that's, you know, a a fairly stable. I mean, I will say in law, things are cyclical. So you got to stay ahead of the curve and you can't rest too, you know, can't rest pretty on Mm -hmm. your laurels for too long because think you're whatever, you know, like there's going to be a new trend you're going to have to get Mm -hmm. off on in litigation. But I felt pretty confident. Like if I just drop this whole business thing, I could probably like pay off these cards over a couple of years and like get my footing back. But something in me just like wasn't ready to quit. Mm-hmm. So I had a great coach at the time who said, you know, Anna, do you really want to be helping, you know, these people with their body image? And she could just tell from my tone <laughs> to mm. your point of like mm-hmm. so much comes through in the voice. Mm-hmm. She's like, do you really want to be helping those people? And I was like, no. She said, who do you want to help? I said, well, some of those people come to me and they only really want to get healthy so they can build their own health coaching business and blog. Like what they really want to do is build a business. And that was very exciting to me. When I would have a client go, oh, as soon as I can get this under control, I want you to like tell me everything you know about creating a blog and email list, running a Facebook ad. I would get so excited. So she said, why don't you just help those people? And I felt like I couldn't because I hadn't made much money yet. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, how, yeah. could I, oh, yeah. how could I ethically offer business coaching when I've made two grand and put in 48? Mm-hmm. And then she helped me. This is what a great coach can do. She helped me reframe it. She said, well, how much did you invest? Well, she said first, like, well, what do you know how to do that you could help someone with, with business? I said, well, I know how to create a website. I know how to set up a Facebook ad. I know how to write a nurture funnel. I know how to create a landing page, an opt-in, a thank you page. I know how to package up a program. I mean, I'd only made 2000 but that's $2,000. You know, I knew how to sell yeah. something. Yeah. And she was like, and what did it cost you to learn how to do all that? And I said, oh, $48,000. She said, so mm-hmm. what do you think it would... Like, how would it not be okay for you to charge 1500 to help someone do all the things that it costs you 48,000 to learn. And it helped me flip it in my mind mm-hmm. where I was like, oh, like I haven't made a lot of money, but I absolutely know because I've made all these investments. You know, if you're brand new to online business, you might not even know what lead pages is, you know, the landing page software. You right. don't even know where to look, right? You could Google it, but it would take you months and months and months. So I started offering business coaching, and that is how I found copywriting. Because I was looking around and there are all these business coaches. This was the end of 2016. And I thought, how am I going to set myself apart Mm. from all these kind of generic... I mean, this was the era of the Eiffel Tower photo shoot. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ball gowns. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like... That's not me. <laughs> so yeah. How am I going to stand out <laughs> in the midst of these like Louboutins and poofy ball gown skirts? Mm-hmm. And I thought I need a skill that is like a hard, tangible, marketable mm-hmm. skill. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about copywriting and I honestly thought it was almost too good to be true. Like people pay you to write for them. Like why doesn't everybody mm-hmm. just write for themselves? Because I have a gift for writing and writing came so easily and naturally to me that I couldn't even fathom that you would pay someone to do that for you because like it's so personal. And then 
you would naturally just be great at it. You know, <laughs> like I thought everybody would just be fine with writing. And so I was like, let me revisit this copywriting thing. And I read uh, this book called How to Write Copy That Sells from my original copywriting mentor, Ray Edwards. Shout out, wonderful, wonderful hmm. human being who's been so supportive over the years. And I was reading his book and I was like, I can do this. I can do this. And so I just decided um, I am willing to invest in learning this skill to work with the best mentors. I ended up apprenticing with Ray for an entire year. I am willing to do the work. And so I started offering copywriting services. By that time, I had a good solid network built up because I had been in the online space for almost two years. And I had done these programs. I built all these relationships. I started just telling people I'm doing copywriting. I'm learning copywriting. And a friend referred me a project. That woman was pleased. So she wanted to hire me again. This friend was like, oh, I got another client that could use some help. Like I just started getting these referrals. Mm -hmm. I did great work. I put my heart and soul into it. And those referrals turned into more referrals. And it just snowballed. So I went from $2,000 in the first you know, year and 10 months to the next year, $128,000 in revenue while I was still practicing law full-time. Wow. And then I left law and then we you know, went into the multiple six figures. And then the year after that, 2019 was uh, more than 500K. So obviously I layered in things, you know, I did the first six figures a year from done for you copy. And then once I had that really solid, I started layering in like some leveraged offers, like my messaging program. And of course, now we have the copy cert, which is my favorite thing ever. But I mean, it was just astounding. Like when I found the thing that I was really meant to do, how quickly it took off. Yeah, Yeah, I really, I, uh, that didn't fall short on me because I certainly felt that way. You know, I just fought voice. I'm not supposed to be a voice coach. That's Mm. ridiculous. (laughs) And then, then that it was that embracing that. I mean, it was what I was supposed to do. And so it's probably, of course, this is the way I see things. You had to go become a lawyer or you might've never found it. A hundred percent. And I have a philosophy. Nothing's ever wasted. Like, no, I agree. And, and actually, it was Dan Miller who I mentioned who mm. taught me to ask the question, like, what does this make possible? You know, and to and to adopt the mantra, everything's always happening for me. So, yeah. and law is a great background to have if you're a business owner. I mean, yeah, oh, I would imagine there's so many pieces of business that it applies to. And the good thing is, you know, I'm not intimidated by mm-hmm. the legal stuff because I, I I do notice like a, a amongst some new business owners, you know, they're like terms and what, and Mm -hmm. they get scared or like copyrights and trademark, not copywriting, like what I teach, but like copyrights and intellectual property and trademarks and they get nervous. And I'm like, Oh, you know, this is just, it's just some rules to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. That's so great. And you've written for some big names. Yeah. 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 Which Um, is cool probably the one that most people, you know, would recognize. So, but, but my, the biggest names who more importantly have all been just wonderful human beings with like huge hearts and big missions, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what I wanted when I was shifting away from law. I was like, I want to use my Mm -hmm. skills and my gifts and my talents, but I want to use them for people that I I believe in their mission and I believe Mm -hmm. in what they're doing. And I think Mm -hmm. they're actually genuinely trying to help people. So like Michael Hyatt, you know, is a great example of someone who really walks his talk and, Mm -hmm. you know, 
really the heart is to help. It's not just about, you know, building up a big business to make as much money as possible. The heart is to, you know, business is just exchanging value for value. Mm -hmm. So the best businesses, like, yes, they're making a lot of money only because they're solving big problems for people. So that checks that box for being able to write for people that just are just phenomenal, you know, and that I believe Mm -hmm. in their mission and their message as well. Yeah. So here you are, you're, you're doing done for you copy, you're, you're writing, I know you're writing all the time. You're working with these amazing people. Where did the idea for the Clickworthy copy certification come from? Was it literally, okay, Anna Powers can't, can't, there's only 24 hours in the day. (laughs) Was it literally that? That was definitely a part of it, but there's a few things. So in 2020, when the pandemic hit, Mm. all these businesses started coming online out of necessity you know, who Mm -hmm, probably mm -hmm. would have gone online eventually, but it might've taken them another five, seven, 10 years. And then all of a sudden they're like, whoa, we're shut down. Like we have to go online or we're not, like we're not staying afloat. So when you're online, how do you sell stuff? Like words, yeah, website copy, you need ad copy, you need landing page copy so that you can be growing your email list and your audience. Like there were just so many more people actively seeking out copies. So I saw a real ramp up Mm. in our inquiries and Mm. exactly what you said, Tracy, you know, to write copy well, it's a process. We teach inside our certification, a four-step, it's called the copy research blueprint. I know most people are like, oh, research. But I mean, the great thing about it is when you follow our blueprint, the copy almost writes itself because it's interviews that you're doing with various key players Mm -hmm. and then you're printing them all out and looking for the common words and phrases. I mean, there's a whole, there's an art and a science to it, but it takes time. This is my point. Like great copy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. takes time. And if you skip some of those steps, you're not going to get the most effective result. So we were absolutely getting way more queries than I could handle. And I'm referring them out to colleagues. But the thing is with that, you know, there's people that I trust and relationships that I've built, but I still don't know, you know, I've never hired them to write copy for me because I write most of my own copy. And so, you know, I didn't really have any quality control when I would do that. And so I had thought about teaching copywriters. At the time, I had a messaging training called Magnetic Messaging, which we still offer as a self-paced program. Um, But I was running that live a few times a year where that was more for helping business owners in general, just get a broad overview of their Mm. messaging Mm -hmm. versus like the copywriting certification is like exactly how you master the skill of conversion copy, the principles underneath it. So human psychological prompts, like buying triggers and how to shift a belief in an ethical manner. And then we teach you the sequencing of the copy, like, cause there's a proper order. And then we teach you how to fold the voice into the sequencing so that it sounds like the person that it's supposed to sound like, but also appeals to the people that it needs to appeal to. And then there's different mediums of copy, right? There's sales pages, there's landing pages, there's emails, there's Facebook ads, and they all have a different sequencing and a different, it's like Mm. a different modality. So we're teaching principles, but you also need to know how to morph them to each medium appropriately. 
Because what you would post on Instagram posts is not necessarily the same thing you're going to send out in an email to get the most Mm. effective results. Mm. So to really teach copy at the level that I knew if you were ever going to sell copywriting services or really even apply it fully to your own business, um, I was like, this is is a detailed, much more comprehensive program than Mm -hmm. magnetic messaging. So I had been thinking about putting together the cert and I thought, you know, I talked to my mentor, James Webmore about Mm -hmm. it, which is how I met you because you came and spoke at one of James's masterminds, blew us all away. Um, So good. It was so good. But I talked to James about it and he basically, of course, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, are you about to tell me you're thinking about a certification? Because I think that would be excellent. (laughs) And, you know, James is brilliant, um, brilliant business owner. And so I was like, okay, that's some confirmation. And uh, so we sat at dinner in Arizona in the uh, spring of 2021, me and James and two other uh, friends of mine from the mastermind, he pulled out his phone open Google Docs. And he's like, let's just like write an email to see if people are even interested in this. So the four of us kind of co-wrote an email for me to send to my audience to see if people would even be interested in in learning copywriting. Because I had this whole list of people who really were... um, Most of what I was teaching in groups was like general online business building. And I have a faith-centered perspective. So I was teaching like faith-centered business building and coaching. So I didn't even know if my people would be interested but we sent out this little test email and we got back so many responses, like dozens of responses Mm. and not just short little, yeah, maybe I'm interested, like paragraphs and people saying, I've been waiting for you to roll out something like this. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was just, so we always, and we teach this to all of our clients. Like we, we call it a beta launch, but I, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to create a huge program and hope that someone is going to buy it. You know, and this is part of like actually what I teach in messaging is like you have to talk to your people and find out what their pain points are, find out what they actually need. So once we knew that people were interested, then we enrolled 20 people in that beta program, $2,500 a piece. So we did that. That was a $50,000 launch before the program was ever created. And then I spent three months building it out with these students, you know, getting their feedback Mm -hmm. in real time. And no joke, it was 12 to 15 hour days. Um, I probably did take a day off a week, but I mean, it was solid for three months. I mean, just all in yeah. <laughs> to get all of it. Because by that time I had written copy for, done for you for more than a hundred clients. And I had taught more than 8,000 clients in my, in my messaging programs. So I just had a lot of things, you know, to, to put into that. And then of course, to take out all the fluff. So that everything that's mm-hmm. in there is mm-hmm. not is to the point, no nothing superfluous. Because time is precious, and I don't want anybody watching just random videos of me right, right on. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, and then our clients just started seeing so many successes um, because there's such a need for copywriters. Oh, you know, yeah. So once they felt confident and they had our frameworks and they had our processes and and um, you know just had the templates and the tools to to do the work. They were like getting hired. Copywriting is something that you can easily charge two to five K per project, even if you're on the new side. So mm. very quickly, you know, someone who's working a traditional corporate job can replace their salary. And by working a lot less on work that's a lot more enjoyable, that's also doing something really awesome in the world. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like a it's like the 
for me, it's the perfect career. And I think it's a hidden gem of a career that not many people are really aware of. And so when you can, because it's under supply, there's not enough copywriters to do the work that's needed right now. Oh, so wow. when you get that skill, it's like, you're just in demand, you know? And even now, like yeah. we have, I mean, I love having certification because we still have so many more queries than I can personally write, but now I get to refer them out to our copywriters. Yeah. So the people who are coming to us can get support and our copywriters have the opportunity to, you know, land these amazing seven-figure clients right off the bat. Yeah. Because they're coming to us, you know, and we're just like, okay, well, Anna doesn't have the bandwidth, but we can recommend these two writers because they've gone through our cert yeah. and they're in your niche. They know your specialty area. So it's just been awesome. Yeah. Well, and I use one of your copywriters. Yes. Yeah. And she's amazing. And earlier when you were saying something about, well, I just can't everybody write their stuff. That is the bane of my existence <laughs> yeah. to write anything. And I joke all the time. I say, you want to know what I do? Talk to the people that write about it. I can't explain it. They explain it beautifully. I mean, I can't even tell people what I do and they do it so eloquently. So I think it's very much like surgery. Surgeons are artists. They really are. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're smart, but they're, they're craftsmen. And I feel that way about writers. I would give anything to be able to write, but I mean, I don't even ask me to write an email. I don't want to do it. But isn't it so funny that it's like the skill that you have, you know, was a gap for me and And I could tell, I just think it's so beautiful how each of us has our own gifts because like you would give anything to write, but like the skill that you had was exactly what I needed to be able to go to a new level in business by being able to, yes, I know the words to say, but not blocking the words by my little insecurities or my, you know, questions, what will they think? Or my, oh my gosh, people are busy. I better hurry up and get to the point right now. Right. Well, and when we started working together, you're one of those classic examples where I, where I, in my mind, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to work really hard because I'm going to have to find something. What is the microscopic nuance that takes her to the next level? Because you already came confident. You already came, you know, you were sounding great. And I love those jobs. Just like I'm sure there's like what you were saying about writing for people that are doing amazing things in the world, that really lights me up is, okay, what is the microscopic shift that is going to take her to the next level? And, you know, you said something so good when we, I mean, all of this is great, but when we first started out, you said performance background and that you found that that was still, that that wasn't the real you. And Mm -hmm. I think My audience is so used to me talking about that because the data right now is showing us people want real, they want the real deal. And, and I'm, so I'm curious, do you find that in writing, does writing morph and shift with what, you know, the data right now in voice is people want connection and they want to know who you are, not the, not the beautiful version. Do you see the same thing? The most successful people that I know in business, I mean, I am in the personal brand space, right? So that definitely plays into it, but they are bringing their whole selves to how they communicate, including Mm -hmm. their writing. Like they're sharing the 
uncomfortable stories, the shocking mm-hmm. stories. They're bold. They're mm-hmm. bold and they're brave and they're not afraid to share things that may even push away some people. Um, yeah. Because really great messaging is going to draw in the perfect right fit people for you to work with, but it will also repel the people that aren't meant. Like, it's almost like, I don't know if you have any faith-based listeners, but there's a verse in the Bible and I don't know exactly which verse it is, but it's like, you know, don't be lukewarm, be hot or cold or yes. spit you out. Spit you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. it's, it's very applicable to how we show up in business. Like, Yes, if you're very, you know, lukewarm, play it safe. Don't really let your real opinions out or your real gifts shine. Like, uh, then, yeah, you're going to have some people who are just like, oh, we're going to share some helpful things, and you know, but you're never going to have that that next level of growth and visibility and people like sharing your posts or forwarding your emails. Like, right, what she shared today. Like, if I just jump on and give these are four helpful tips. You know, it's like, fine, that's great. And they are helpful tips. Right. But if I back it with like, okay, the economy is changing. <laughs> you know, my real yeah. opinion, yeah. the economy yeah. is changing. And if you don't master this stuff, like I am a little concerned for you because there are a lot of millionaires created in recessions. But what we generally will see is that the gap gets bigger. Right. So there's going to be mm-hmm. more rich, more poor, and the middle class gets a little squeezed out. Right. So mm-hmm. messaging and copy is a way that you can make sure you get on the right end of that, you know, three prong, poor, middle, rich kind of uh, ladder there. You know, I would, I want to see my clients jump up. I don't want to see them fall back. Right. So yeah. that's more of a, it's a, it could be more controversial to share, you know, because it's going to ruffle some feathers. Like someone who's in the middle class doesn't really want to hear that they might be in trouble. Yeah. But I think it's a responsibility if, if we have a belief and a, and a real opinion that we've so far seen backed up, you know, the businesses that are just kind of trying to coast and rest on, you know, whatever they built up to this point, that's not working anymore. It's not good enough anymore. It's fine when things are smooth and everybody has tons of money to spend. It's fine. You can get by. But when everybody's watching every penny, like a hawk, your messaging has to be stronger. It has to be more compelling because the people who just play it safe, like, they're not going to grab the attention and they're not going to grab the business and they're not going to stay the same. They're going to go backwards. So that's an example of like, I could share my four helpful tips, but around that context, and that's going to be much more likely to get shared out, to actually make an impact on people. And even for someone to stop their scroll and go, oh, wow. Okay. Like maybe I should pay attention to this because it's not just about four helpful tips. It's about like my survival. Yeah. 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 So, and you teach in the, in your program, which you're about to launch again, you teach, this is what you teach. You teach people how to write like this. Yeah. Yeah. We teach, we teach you all the skills for the different mediums that you need to write for. Um, Okay. If you're going to, if you're going to sell copywriting services to other businesses, like that's one segment of people that we work with, like people who like the writer that you hired that trades Mm -hmm. through us. 
they know they have a gift for writing and they love the flexibility of you know being able to set their own schedules because most of them are working on a contract basis. So you really get to you know kind of dictate the project parameters. But we also work with business owners who just know like my sales are stagnant and I've got to fix mm. it. And we also work with some business owners who know that they're almost at the level where they're going to hire their own writer, but mm-hmm. they want to make sure that they make a good hire. And they know that they yeah. need to know enough about copy to assess whether what they're looking at is going to perform for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have this amazing assistant and I'm thinking I may run her. I haven't even talked to her about this. So Lindsay, if I you're listening, <laughs> I I think that could be so valuable. I mean, I, and I, of course, I love my writer that I got from you, yeah. but as you expand and grow and their schedules are busy and you know, you, you elevate and they, and, and everybody moves in different directions, but I, I think it would be amazing to have somebody on a team, small business, big business, business like mine to have my own person who understands my, the day to day of my work. And now she knows how to, you've taught her how to write for my work, especially my work, which is kind of tricky to explain. It's Yeah, it is very niche. And it, it is like, it is an art and a science to put what you do into words where people get it. And I'm so glad that mm-hmm. you mentioned that because I, I mentioned two of the three types of people that we work with, which is, but I'll, I'll just recap the three types of people yeah. who serve in the cert. People who want to become copywriters, like Hashtag duh. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. We'll show yeah. you how you can elevate your skills to the level that you can confidently charge premium rates for your copy. Second is the business owner who knows they need to master it to improve their own sales. But the third is actually the dedicated team member of an mm-hmm. established business. And yeah. we have taken it's somewhere between 15 and 20 team members of mm. seven and eight figure business owners through the cert for exactly the purpose that you mentioned. In fact, Christina John Dolly, who I think is someone that you've worked with, one of her team members has come through um, two live cohorts and they saw their open rates almost double from the 20 something percentile to like 44%. And that's huge for a business because imagine that you have double the eyeballs on your offers. If you're doing it right, that's potentially double the conversions. Right. So yeah, double which scale, is huge, which is especially again in a time like this. Yeah. What um, we're going into because so, people are nervous. Yeah. We've trained also uh, Shanda Sumter, who has an eight figure yeah. business. We've trained five of her team members. Oh, wow. Start. So um, we love working with, you know, people who are already, they already have their position. Or, you know, we actually have trained a number of people who are their assistants. They're not really in the writing role yet but Mm. their CEO or their team leader sees that potential in them. And they know that that's something that the business needs more of. And so they're Mm -hmm. willing to invest, you know, to get them that training. And the cool thing that we do for teams is we actually offer a team seat so that, you know, because we understand I run a team, (laughs) occasionally there's turnover much as we don't want that to happen. So once you get that seat for the team, if that team member leaves and you need to put a different person through, that's, completely complimentary. Oh, you don't have to buy wow. it. Like oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Well, you know, I get, I get it for my business owners out there. 
Yeah. Oh, it's it really <laughs> is a lot. Easy for people, you know, because yeah. it is it is a valuable thing that any business needs. But we look at it as like you're investing to get this resource for your business, and then once you have it, it's yours. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was a struggling business owner and trying to figure out how to do this business thing, the first thing I wanted to do as soon as I had the revenue to do it was to hire somebody to write for me because I know it's that important and I know it is a weakness of mine. And so that's certainly what I did. And there's a big difference between copy and conversion copy. There's a big, beautiful, wonderful difference in the work that you do and and how you train people to do it. How long is that program? And it's not a year, is it? Or is it a year? So it's a 90-day live cohort okay. where okay. Uh, basically uh, when students come in, there's a couple modules loaded up so that they can go ahead and dive right in. And then for, we have the first two, I think, loaded up. And then from there on every week, a new module, there's 10 total, drips out. And then we have eight calls that I lead over the course of that 90 days, okay. which are really supplementary. Um, yeah. So, but that's for, if you have questions or, you know, as you're doing your certification assignments, you can bring those to the call for real-time critiques and feedback. Oh, cool. Um, but we do record all those calls. Like we've trained people all, of, all over the world. We had one gal who's in the country of Georgia, you know, that cool. I think was only able to come to one live call and there's always replays. Um, but we also do offer a full year for our student to get certified. So, okay. Most people do it in 90 days or less. Like it's very doable if you can stay on that schedule with us. But occasionally we'll have some, you know, we only open it a few times a year. So sometimes we'll have someone who's like, I really want to do it. And I don't want to wait, you know, eight months, but these two months are packed. And so for that person, that's why we give that full year so that they can still, you know, come in and get the access, come to whatever they can, but know that they have that buffer of the year to certify. Okay. And you're getting ready to launch it. Yes. I know Yay. you've got, now there's a link. If if you are, if you want to come to, you've got a free training coming up. Yes. It's a video series. Yes. yes. Tell, yes. tell us about that. There's going to be a link in the bio where y'all can just click that link and sign up and come to the free training. It's a three-day live or yes, video or yes. how, how's so it going? Doing, we're doing a three-part live video training. So it's, okay. it's, I always say it's virtual, but like I'm there in real time. Yeah. So it's not okay. a pre-recorded video series. Starts on July 28th. Um, again, everything will be recorded. So if you're like, oh, I'm out of town on July 28th, no problem. Sign up anyways. It's the first time we're ever doing three. We usually do, you know, one training, kind of go through the basics of what you need to know. But I'm doing a full-on three-part training because I know right now people just like, they need to feel confident about their next steps. And I want to give people as much information as I can to help you make a qualified decision over whether enrolling in the cert is the next best step for you. So it's not, it's really about getting someone to an empowered decision one way or the other. So I want to give you enough that you can really make that determination. So yes, I'd be honored for anyone to attend that. And basically I'm going to be showing you how I came up with this little phrase, which I really like uh, to be honest, (laughs) but it's turn. I want to show you how to turn your words into wealth because that's really what we do as copywriters is it's like, I think of the, the fairy tale, you know, spinning something into gold. 
But oh, that's yeah. what we uh-huh. do as writers is we take words and we make them perform so that money comes out on the other side of the words. Yeah. And I think it's so incredible that we have this power to create these results simply by the words that we put out into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. But that's the essence of what I teach people to do. So we'll go through you know, the core premise and the different areas that you need to become skilled in if you want to have a successful career as a copywriter or if you want to make copy work for your business to make more sales or if you want to become that most valued team member of a, an A-plus team you know, to become that person who really drives things forward in the company. So um, we'll go through that. I'll give you some before and afters on, you know, what does mediocre copy look like? And sometimes it's shocking. You can change just a few things mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it performs like double yeah. the amount that it would have. Yeah, that's so there's exciting. A, there's anyone who comes to that training, whether you enroll in the cert or not, you're going to walk away with a tool belt of skills that will serve you well. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And Anna is top notch. Quality, quality work ethic and delivery. This isn't going to be some, let me tell you about my life for three days. This is going to be hardcore. (laughs) This is going to be good stuff. This is going to be really, really, I want to come. Well, please come. I I do. (laughs) I do. I do. And I I, I bet, I bet y'all could even teach me how to write. Y'all are so good. I think we can. I think you could. I then it becomes could. then it becomes a you know a question of whether that's the place where you most want to right. put your time, right? Would and that's right. where like when you elevate your business to the level that you have, then you have to look yeah. at like what's your zone of genius versus do you want a writer who yeah. like, that's their passion? You know, like <laughs> we have an ads manager because while I am smart enough and capable enough to run yeah. ads, I have no desire to right. do that for myself and will happily pay someone oh, to yeah. do that for me. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, but, I was, li- I was literally kidding. <laughs> but I want to, I want to just pause and also flip the compliment back to you, Tracy, because your work has helped me beyond, like I didn't, I didn't even know how much it could help me. I just knew that I resonated with you. I knew that I believed in what you shared at our mastermind. Mm -hmm. And I knew that you nailed it with me in particular, the dreaded phrase that I hated hearing (laughs) you say. Tracy told me for everyone listening, she told me that I do tentacles out. Like, uh, you know, I'll put my little tentacles out. How are they going to respond? And I'll kind of mold pre Tracy. I'll say pre Tracy. Mm -hmm. I would Mm -hmm. mold my tone to how I thought someone would respond. And it, it hurt to hear it but it was a hundred percent accurate. So I Mm. knew just from those things that you could perceive just in a like 90 second demo that there was a lot I could learn from working with you, but I didn't expect really to just feel so cheesy as it sounds (laughs) held, just so Mm. understood Mm -hmm. and called up into like just the freedom of Mm -hmm. leaning back Instead, like dropping the convincing, leaning back and just trusting that it's perfectly enough and actually wonderful for me to just let my real self out Mm -hmm. and 
know and trust, which is my every day I choose a word for the day. And today, I interestingly enough, it was trust. And I kind of thought like, why am I choosing trust today? This is why. Um, mm. To trust that the people that are meant for me are going to get it. And if someone doesn't get it, like the, as long as I'm being real and authentic, someone doesn't get it. They're just not my, my people. And that's right. totally fine. Right. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. You are just a dream. And I loved working with you so much. And I, I feel like my work and the way I do my work is so aligned with the way you do your work. And I, I really think of your work and my work, like you're the gift and I'm the fancy wrapping paper from Macy's. I love it. Right. They go, they go together very, I very well. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to have had you with us today and I'm really happy about your your video series and I hope that all of you listeners will jump in and learn from Anna. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Well, anything else you want to leave us with? Anna? I just want to say thank you Tracy for having me on and thank you to everyone listening for sharing your time. Um because I know Tracy and I are both really passionate about what we do and we want we want anybody who comes to our world to benefit, you know, and it's my prayer for like pretty much everything I do is I just want someone to feel like if they engaged with me and anything that I shared that they walk away, like that was time well spent. Yeah. And that's my goal for the series as well is like you come, you walk away and you go, I'm really glad that yeah. I, I came to that. So outside of that, I will just say, man, keep listening to Tracy. She is <laughs> a brilliant person who is also so kind and so tuned in to what can really help people. So you're in a great place. And, um, and I hope everybody has a fabulous morning, day, afternoon, (laughs) whatever it is you're about to go out and do. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being here. This has just been a great conversation. I knew it would be. And thank you listeners for being here. As always, I certainly appreciate you, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.